friends. I'm Brittany. And I'm Lindsay. And And we're we're not your average mamas. On this podcast, we're here to make you laugh, share our experiences, and provide helpful tidbits that will make your parenting journey just a little bit easier. So grab your favorite drink, sit back and relax, and let us join you in your multitasking. Not your average mamas. A podcast showing you that parenting is anything but ordinary. Phone's really been through it. She has my <laughs> my client last night. It was my first time seeing her in a long time. Hi, Wendy. Shout out to you as you're a very loyal listener, which I appreciate. <gasps> Yay! Um, but it was my first time seeing her in a while, and she said it was. It she loves the podcast, and she said that it's so like strange listening to a podcast when you know the person and she's like yeah I'm just trying to do my hair in the bathroom and I'm just like doubled over laughing because it's just <laughs> like she's like I don't even know if it's like if it's as funny to everybody as it is to me because I just know you but it was such a good compliment I felt so happy because I'm like all I want out of this podcast is for people to not feel lonely for people to like feel like they're just hanging out with friends and yeah. to get a few laughs and takeaways like that's all I would like yeah me too for sure how was your day so far hump day Uh, I've never wanted to to run away more (laughs) (laughs) so pretty good huh (laughs) it was so good I worked my first 12 hour shift since I was like 22 yesterday and it was rough like it was a chill day at work, luckily, but oh my gosh, it was slaps you in the face. It is so long, but like it is very nice to like have three days off a week. So trade you're off. earning your time off, but it's sure. hard earned. It is hard earned, but I don't know. We're all like recovering from I don't know what's even happening. Like we don't have fevers or anything. I think it's just like the earth never froze over. I have allergies. It's been rough. And then Keen woke up early today, so I didn't get like any time without him. And then Jordan had to get ready for work and it was just a struggle bus. But we're here now. We made it. You made it to the other side. Yeah. <laughs> what else happened this week? I don't I don't even remember. I blacked out. <laughs> Pip's doing better. She is like fully recovered. She hasn't asked to go outside yet, which I'm very excited, but now she like will not leave my side. But even when I tried to poop, she was trying to claw her way into the bathroom, paw underneath the door. I'm like, girl. Speaking of poop, I heard this story from a friend of mine who listened to the episode where you said you get shivers or goosebumps before you have to poop. And she said, oh my gosh, my daughter always since birth, she would all of a sudden, we'd know right when she's going to poop because she'd break out in goosebumps and then all of a sudden she would poop. And she said, still to this day, she sometimes does. So it's not just I'm you. I'm not alone. Is it a phenomenon? She said, what did she say? She calls it the poop shivers. <laughs> sometimes it gives me goosebumps. Not all the time, but like the, I feel like they're really good poops. I get goosebumps. <laughs> I'm like, this going to be a good one. That's so funny. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone and I'm glad she's not alone either. <laughs> There are more of you out there than you know. <laughs> we can start a club. If you as well get the poop shivers, comment below. <laughs> How's your week? 
It's been good. I kind of have worked a little, a lot this week, or I will end up working a lot this week. It's just a working week. It is. And um, it's a busy month. February is so busy for us because two of my three kids' birthdays and my and birthday yours. and yeah. Valentine's Day, which my kids love Valentine's Day. It's just transformed from a couple's holiday to my kids' holiday, you know? <laughs> so it's just February is crazy. And then we're going on a trip without the kids end of February. Oh my gosh. This month is just going to be a whirlwind. I'm just yeah. kind of like chugging along here, trying to work a little extra and then get all the birthday festivities in order. There's been a lot of back and forth with the birthday party and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just kind of tired, but I'm going to rally. It's just yeah. really dreary today too. It's just really yeah. blah. Yeah. It's not cold out, but there's no sun. Yeah. It's supposed to be 50 today, but I feel like the fact that there's no sun makes it dumb. It, it's dumb outside right <laughs> it's now. It's really dumb outside. I hope it doesn't snow at all this winter, though. I know. Everyone's like, it's either going to just go into summer or we're going to get shit on by the mother nature. And I was like, you know what? We deserve to not get shit on yeah. because literally every day last year we got a foot of snow. Every, I swear to God, every day. I know. It was insane. Although I think it's really funny. Literally everybody that I've talked to is like, it's either going to dump on us in March or it's going to be an early summer. And then I'm like, there's no really other options. <laughs> of course, those are the two. Op- it's going to either snow or, or it not. will transition to the next season. Like that. <laughs> Clever. Clever. But it, it's true. I mean. Well, I feel like getting back into like the phlebotomy world, like that's all you talk about. I don't even weather. look at the weather because I get it from my patients. Oh, yeah. Because I'm just like, this weather though. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be really nice tomorrow. I'm like, is it? That's, I didn't I don't look at the weather anymore. I don't either. I let other people inform me what the weather's going to be like. I just look at the rocks outside. Have I, you heard of the, a weather rock? No. <laughs> you just like, it's a rock on a rope and you hang it outside. And it's like, if the rock is wet, it's raining. If the rock has white <laughs> stuff on it, it's snowing. If the rock is swinging, it's windy. <laughs> Well, that's perfect. I usually just stand outside and I'm like, just hang a rock right there outside of your kitchen window. I, I should. I usually just go outside and feel what the temperature is like, like in my body. I'm like, oh, it's temperate. I it's, shall put on a sweatshirt. I shan't wear a jacket. Gosh. All right. This week's episode is brought, brought to you in part by. by- <laughs> what? That's I'm choking on something. I'm choking. Air. I'm choking. Help. <laughs> Somebody call an ambulance. Don't actually. Don't, because I would have already been dead by the time you hear this. I recorded our last words. <laughs> I want to say something better than that. Anyway, no, um, in honor of Valentine's Day and the month of love, mm-hmm. we're gonna be talking about Love languages. But before we get into that, we're going to be talking you. about assholes. Exactly. The opposite of love. Am I the asshole for saying that my love language is all of them? <laughs> I haven't even read this. My wife and I, upper 20s, were on a kind of triple date with two other couples who are friend who are friend groups. Can you write better? I feel like all of them are really bad. I know. Just proofread it a little bit. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say they're 
in our friend group, I'm assuming they're trying to say, Mm -hmm. while drinking out in our backyard, the topic changed to love languages and how all of us express love to our significant others. One of them talked about how words of affirmation was their love language. Another talked about how they like to show their love by doing things like making breakfast, cleaning, taking over chores for the other, etc. When it was my turn to talk, I thought and ended up saying that I think it's all of them. I love expressing my love for my wife in just about every way. I'll take care of her and dote on her when she's sick. I like to make breakfast and do extra chores when she works long hours. He wrote others, but I know what he's trying to say. Oh my gosh. I leave her lovey notes and tell her how much she means to me constantly. I love to reassure her when she's done. Down? It's supposed to say gone or down. I don't know. I love to reassure her when (laughs) she's down. down. That's probably (laughs) good. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just reading what they say. I love to reassure her when she's down, buy her gifts, give her physical and emotional attention as much as I can. On top of this, I like taking her on little weekend trips for events she wants to see and do things like spontaneously give her sexual pleasure without expecting anything in return. Nice. All right. Well, congrats for her. <laughs> the conversation got kind of quiet after that. I wonder why. <laughs> Like, sometimes I like to eat my breakfast in the morning in bed. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? They're like, um. <laughs> they're like, man, we're just, we're just trying to have a good time. We don't need to <laughs> just hear what you like to it. eat. Exactly. <laughs> and I beef. don't even expect anything in return. The beefy layers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. The conversation got kind of quiet after that. And then the subject changed. I bet. The next day, one of our friends messaged me and said that I was being kind of arrogant and rude. How I should have just stated my favorite love language or something since it was obvious I was trying to brag and one-up them on how much I do for my wife. Okay. Apparently, his wife started asking him why he didn't do more for me, for her, (laughs) as I did for my wife. I basically told him that it wasn't my intention and I was just being honest. I said that... My way of expressing love isn't inherently better and that I legitimately Mm -hmm. couldn't think of a single love language that fits me. My wife thinks they're being ridiculous and jealous, but apparently both friend groups are frustrated with me still. Am I the asshole? No. I think maybe I feel like read the room of where to talk about your sex life. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's some friends that you do with it, but I, I feel like I would never take an entire group of people and talk about my sex life in front of all these friend groups. Like that's so like, maybe like you'd imply it as like a funny joke, but I wouldn't be like, yeah, I go down on him just cause it's fun. And I don't expect anything in return. Like you, it's like, you don't really need to give that much detail. No. I don't think he's the asshole, but I definitely feel like he was really going overboard yeah. It was like, okay, dude, that's super nice, but I don't know. It seems too much. It seems like you're trying too hard. Like, read the room, yeah. take it down a notch. And I don't know. I guess I'm a proponent of like matching the vibe if everybody is like, yeah. Okay, if you're doing too much. just like, mine's acts of service. I'm going to be like, mine's this, but. Mine is worshiping my wife's every living, breathing moment <laughs> no on my knees. What <laughs> it takes. It's like at Qatar. Oh, spoiler alert. Shut up, Brittany. (laughs) That was me telling, that was my own voice telling me to shut up. So, Um, also, well, he was voted not the asshole. I don't think he was the asshole. I think he just doesn't know how to read a room, but Mm -hmm. he also doesn't understand what love languages actually means because love languages are how you feel love, not how you give love. 
Because yeah. um, if you, how do I say this? It's not always the same as your partner. It's designed for you to express love in the most meaningful way to one another. It's the way you can receive love and you can give love in different ways. So love languages. Okay, I'm rambling. Hold on a second. I got to get my brain in order. Essentially, love languages are not how you give love to others. It's how you like to receive love, how you feel loved, because it's different. I'm going to list what they are. Okay. The first one, words of affirmation. Two is gift giving. No, receiving gifts. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm. Three is acts of service. Four, quality time. Five, physical touch. And so say somebody's love language is gift giving. Some people say it's receiving gifts. Some people say it's gift giving. It can go back and forth. Yeah. Um, my language, love language is not receiving gifts. And so when people that love to give gifts just shower me with gifts, like I appreciate it, but that's not how I would choose to feel loved. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel more loved. Yeah. Do you know what, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And usually people don't have the same love language. So you do have to kind of decide like what your partner, like learn your partner and yourself and what your love languages are and then respond accordingly. I think he actually has a point with it being all of them because like who doesn't love all those things? Yeah, that's to true. To some degree or not. I do think that just in general, love and relationships are just all about communication and meeting people where they're at and finding like how they like to be loved and finding how you like to be loved and being sure you can communicate with your partner and your friends and just like the people around you how you want things to go and how they can help you get to where you want to go, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I saw this quote from Mind Journal. They said, knowing your partner's love language is so important. Not listening to them when they tell you how they need to be loved will have them feeling very neglected. It doesn't matter how much you think you're loving them. If it's not in their language, the love won't reach them, which you can obviously, like you said, feel loved in all those different ways. Yeah. But if your love language is acts of service and your spouse or significant other is constantly just, <laughs> I don't know, you telling stuff. you words of affirmation, it just doesn't land the same yeah it's just sure. like okay i get it like thank you but i'd really appreciate help around the house or yeah. you to just surprise me with having gotten all the groceries or mm -hmm. doing a meal plan or things like that that just like take time and effort i think are more that's another one quality time quality time is my love language what do you think yours is i would say quality time or access service but i have opinions <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to explain what we're kind of doing with this episode? So Brittany has researched love languages and how they improve your life. And there's a bunch of stuff on TikTok right now that is saying like love languages are bullshit. And so I researched why love languages are bullshit and she researched why love languages are important, important and true. So she's gonna i feel like you kind of went over what they are do you wanna what do you wanna do i don't even know how we're gonna approach this essentially where you have two conflicting ideas mm -hmm. about something that's very widely known and accepted yeah. as like fact mm -hmm. so i have you read the book 
I haven't. I have the book. I have not read the book. And I don't know what the deep dive would be then reading into the book. You know, I think people kind of just skim it and they're like, yeah. okay, well, this is how I feel about this. Or So I can tell you a little bit about the author. So a lot of the stuff that I found that was negative about Love Languages was about the author and the root of the author. Um, his name is Gary Chapman, and he does not have any like therapist or counseling degree. So a lot of people are saying that where this is coming from is just like out of his butthole and it nothing can be like proven from this. Not like scientifically backed. No. And he is Christian. A lot of the people he does help are white, heterosexual. Um, so a lot of people say that he's homophobic because he is Christian and his education is from like a biblical standpoint versus like going to school and learning how to be a therapist or a counselor. So do you feel like people are just against the author because he's like, they're a prejudice against him being Christian. Or do you feel like, and they just want to hate on something that he made <laughs> or like, or do you I, think it doesn't, it just I actually do stems think from some them. of the chapters that he wrote. I, I have not read the book, but I have had some of the synopsis of it is coming from kind of like the old idealist women should please their men. And if a man feels like his love language is physical touch, like there was a chapter where this woman was talking about how she doesn't feel love because her husband doesn't do acts of service and all of this. And he's like, well, if you just open your legs more... And he actually said that, <laughs> but he was just basically like, if you do more physical touch with him, maybe he'll be happier around the house. And then they did an update and it was just his update. And he's like, yeah, Gary Chapman saved my marriage. And there was no update from her. Oh, okay. So a lot of people are saying it kind of solidifies the ideal of the woman internalizing everything, cleaning the house, doing the, everything with the kids. And then having to give out or put give out, <laughs> put out every night to make their man happy. So like he's like reinforcing that idealism. Like and that's you, why people don't like it. And then okay. also he doesn't support the LBGDQ plus community. There's just like weird things. He's kind of racist too. So like the author in general, I don't really stand by his passion. So I don't really like want to give him money by buying his book. I don't even know where we got the Apparently, book. We I just like had it. People it just, just give it to you. Yeah. It, I feel like it was a big thing. And then I feel like magazines blew it up and people are like running with this. But I do feel you have to figure out how to communicate with the people around you on how, what you need and like how you need help and what you need to feel loved, especially with your partner. And I feel like every relationship goes through like a down. It feels like you're in a down. What is what am I trying to say? Like, like you're downward not, spiral. Yeah. I don't know. Like you're in a rut and you have to really figure out how to communicate with this person. Otherwise you just have to be done with them. Mm -hmm. Like you come to a turning point in your relationship. That's what I'm trying to say, where you had to figure out how to be like, I need this from you. And I feel love when you do this. And I feel like maybe the five pillars of the love languages can help you have a starting point. But I feel like mm -hmm. with anything in life, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This doesn't have to be your one true thing. It could just be like, hey, I don't know where to start in this, but this is what I need from you. And this is how I'm putting it into words so you can help me. I feel like it's almost like a journaling prompt. Yeah. Like it's a jumping off point. Yeah. And then it's like a way to like dive into 
you know, some more like self-discovery and also for your partner and like thinking how they would like to feel loved, but it's not like the end all be all. Yeah, for sure. And like people that are arguing are people that are like, if this is your end all be all, this is why it's wrong. But I don't stand for how he, what he stands for. That makes sense. I think that it seems to me what I'm hearing is that he's just not like the most credible. No. Even though he's like no scientific backing to like make this whole love languages approach, but it caught on and it does resonate with people. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's backed by science or anything, or he even has any qualifications. Yeah. (laughs) But I feel like a lot of people were using it for a hot minute to save their marriage. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of therapists and stuff were like, wanted to shoot themselves in the ears because they were just like, this is not going to save your marriage because this theory is just too simplified to really like delve deep into the complex nature of human relationships. Oh yeah. That makes sense. By reducing it to just like five basic love languages. So I think if your marriage is in trouble, this is not going to fix your marriage. But like, Mm -hmm. if you're just trying to explore or trying to put words to how you're feeling, I think it's fun to like look at the five pillars and be like, what makes me feel loved? What makes you feel loved? And it's always evolving because it definitely evolves when I key in like, don't touch me. I am touched out. If you touch me one more time, I'm going to punch something like I don't <laughs> <laughs> like it definitely is forever changing and evolving um, thing. There's another book that was a movie. It's a Christian movie. Um, and it's kind of similar vibes um, to like saving your marriage and blah, blah, blah. Stop saying blah blah blah. It's because I'm freaking watching Hotel Transylvania <laughs> with Judah. He always says, I don't say blah blah blah. Like he just, I just now I keep saying it. And blah blah blah. So on and so forth. <laughs> the love dare. So a lot of people when they're I essentially the movie has Kurt Cameron, who was like the guy that started in Left Behind movies, okay? Okay. He sure. and his wife were struggling and I don't know if she, I think she cheated on him or something, had an affair. And then he has, I watched this so long ago. He starts, they wanted a divorce and he starts this beloved dare where every day he has to show her love in a different way mm-hmm. until she starts like reciprocating it. And now I'm wondering if that's like a similar thing where they're like, oh, your uh, your marriage is failing. But if you just read this book and then every day, like be submissive to your spouse and just do something loving for them every single day. I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. Life. Okay. Well, you look that up. I just have to say, so like, or going on the whole concept of how love languages isn't oversimplified. I was talking to Jordan about this last night because I was asking, because I feel like he brings it up a lot. And so I'm just like, meh. And he brings what up a lot? The love languages. Okay. And I feel like he came from like where we come from, where we didn't really read the book. We just know about like the theory and we took the quiz and we like, it's fun to talk about. Kind of perspective. Five stars on Amazon. (laughs) Well, we, I feel like all of us come from like a place where we haven't actually read the book. We just like saw it and read articles about it and we're like, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But I was talking, I was showing him videos of like why people are against it and he was I was like it just like oversimplifies love he's like I like my love languages like I like my stock portfolios diversified (laughs) Jordan (laughs) Kleinschmidt I love it it says there's over 20 million copies sold of this book I believe it because I well people love they love themselves a self-help book oh yeah for sure they do 
So I feel like that's a big reason why it sold so many people. But I I do feel like it's a little bit too simple. I do feel like I I love all of those things when I'm doing them or receiving them. There is some times where I'm like, I wish you would help me clean the house a little bit more. But I feel like that's everybody. Like, Yeah, I definitely could resonate with all of these as well. Uh-huh. And there's none that majorly stand out. I mean, like I said, quality time, but who doesn't like to spend time with the person that you love? Yeah. You know, that's kind of... Yeah. I mean, quality time can be different, of course. Yeah. But yeah, their little tagline is falling in love is easy. Staying in love. Yes. The challenge. So that's the thing is the premise of this book is each partner has one to two primary love languages. And if you can't love your partner like the way they want to be loved, your marriage is going to fail. And so that's another reason why people are like this love language theory is bullshit because first of all like people have different feelings at different moments and they don't just have one or two primary love languages they have all of them but one of them can be dominant in a moment and just because you're not loving your partner the way they want to be loved in that moment doesn't mean your marriage is going to fail or your partnership is going to fail it just means like in this moment we're both struggle busing let's figure out how we can get back on the road Mm-hmm. I know Jordan mentioned this, but I saw this in, like when we recorded last time and I saw this too, that some people think your love language is based on what you didn't receive as a child. Yeah. I just listened to that podcast. We just edited I just edited it. And based off of me and Jesse, we were like, no, but I feel like you and Jordan were like, yeah, I can, I can see that. But I feel like that kind of goes back to like a, a 40, a Freud. Freudian Freudian standpoint like if you didn't have a lot of physical touch then you're like clingy in adulthood which mm-hmm. it, it makes sense like I feel like your childhood definitely has to well I wonder too if that's interesting it. because me and Jordan are brother and sister yeah so like, and you and Jesse are obviously in-laws so it's like I wonder if it's family to family or just literally just random if yeah I mean everything in life is random everything <laughs> connects back to your childhood trauma I know, and right? Just, no, no pressure, parents. No pressure. No pressure on us either. Like, I always wonder how I'm going to fuck up my kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, like, it shows that you will, no matter yeah, what, because sure. we're just all human beings. Mm-hmm. But to, like, accept that and, you know, try to not as much as you can and be receptive to when they come to you in the future and say, this is what you did that hurt me as a child instead of being defensive and just like apologize and listen if they want to talk it through and I don't think there's I think that's all all that adult children want from their parents is to just be heard and understood and I think this is a whole other thing but you know people that go no contact is very very common right now and some would say trendy which I (laughs) (laughs) I I think that it's easier to go no contact than to deal with your childhood wounds. So a lot of people are like not ready to like take that on. And a lot of parents, adults, older parents are not ready to hear that either. Yeah. It's just sad all around, honestly, but very sad. Well, this is the happy thing. Okay. Just so you know, the love languages don't just need to be for you and your partner. They can be self-love languages and don't even get me started. Self-love can be a lot of things, okay? So uh-huh. Physical touch. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> These are some examples. Give yourself a hug. Yes. That is actually uh, – no, that's not one. <laughs> like maybe wrote that down. No. She wrote down masturbate. 
Uh, that's implied. Okay. So these are ways that, you know, if you're single or <laughs> even if you are with a partner and you are feeling kind of down and you need some extra feel good feelings. Okay. These are ways that you can use feel your love languages feelings. to show yourself love. Physical mm-hmm. touch would be yoga, bubble bath, a weighted blanket. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm. Um, acts of service would be self-care, meal prepping, organizing, Thinking about future you. Mm-hmm. Receiving gifts, solo trips, buying gifts for yourself and investing in yourself. Quality time would be hobbies, like doing your hobbies, going out in nature, having a movie night by yourself. Go for it. Um, words of affirmation, mindfulness, gratitude, and compliments. Just like just complimenting yourself even in the mirror, you know, things like, like that. the high five theory by Mel Robbins. Tell me that. Go high five yourself in the mirror every morning. <sighs> Or you could have the first thing that you do when you get up is you like you go to the bathroom and you look yourself in the mirror and you start like either tearing yourself down, being like, oh my gosh, my eye bags, blah, 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 blah. Or you start racing and being like, this is what I need to do for the day. And she talks about how taking a moment to high five yourself in the mirror every day just like gives you a boost of confidence and like focuses your attention on you and encouraging you before your day begins. I love that. I also think you're supposed to look yourself dead in the eye and high five. (laughs) Having post-its or something on your mirror too, just like little reminders of like, not even just like physical things, you know, just pick me up mood boosters, Mm -hmm. things that make you feel good. So I I really liked reading that list of just ways that you can show yourself love too. Even if you, you don't always have to like include a partner and your partner shouldn't always be the one responsible for your happiness. You're the only one responsible for your happiness. Yes. So So, that brings me to this. So I I was deep, deep in the TikTok research. Some would say balls deep. Some would say labia deep. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, <laughs> so I was watching this video and she didn't even like comment on like the scientifical faults of this. She was just like basing it off of her own experience. She was saying that her and her husband learned about the love languages and how it kind of like set up an unrealistic expectation after they learn their love languages. Cause she was like, well, why isn't he doing this for me now that he knows? So like, well, if he knows that I love acts of service, why isn't he doing X, Y, and Z? And then in your head, you're making a tally. You're like, I did the dishes. I mopped, I did this. And all he did was sit on his fat ass <laughs> for four hours and watch football. So like it just creates resentment, but we all have to take charge with our own emotions and know that your own emotions are your responsibility and no one else's, including your partners. And then the the love language ideology can kind of create blame and conflict, actually. So that makes sense. That is a slap in the face. <laughs> I don't have anything else on this. Yeah, I think I saved some quotes. Quote lady over you here. You know, I can't help it. The I love an inspirational please. quote. Well, here it is. Almost. I like, I like my love languages. Like I like my stock portfolio. Diversified. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. That should be an inspirational quote right there. <laughs> I don't think I saved any inspirational quotes. <gasps> but I saved some screenshots that I'm going to post on the group page. But 
Yeah. Speaking of the group page, you should join our badass uh, parenting group on Facebook. Yes, you should. We're trying to get to 500 members. 500. I could fall asleep right here because I was up so late. I need like a gallon of coffee. I'm just going to make a pot of coffee and put a straw in it and then I'll be fine. Chug, chug, chug. Okay, let's see. Do we have any quotes to end this with? I'm telling you, Jordan's is a killer. It is. I don't... I had to write it down. I was like, say it again. Slower. Say it slower. Say it to my face. <laughs> like, Say this slower. I gotta quote you. Mm, yeah. No, I'm not finding anything. Yeah. It says, you know your love language, but what about your self-love language? <laughs> I already researched it. I already know about it. LOL. I, I, one thing I want to add is I do feel like love languages is too simple but i do feel like things like your and and then the <laughs> and maniogram any enneagram i feel like that gives you more of a bigger picture of like who you are and like what you like and how to receive things because there is a lot of like research on that and i feel like that is the i looked it up and it is like the disc situation so like Enneagrams are like kind of what they base off the bird, the bird thing that they did at my old work where we had to t- see oh, what bird yeah. we were. And I feel like that teaches you like what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, how you like to have things communicated to you and how you like to give it back. And then I feel like you can actually bring that into bigger parts of your life, like not just your relationship, but you can bring it into your kid's relationship, your friendships, how you deal with things and stressors. I feel like it just gives a better picture of you as a human and how to deal with everyday life as a person versus like, I like acts of service. Yeah. And one thing that I found when I was like looking up the love languages is it is so simple, like so basic. Like it's like words of affirmation and then tells you a couple things that you like two, three things as an example. And it's like, it's just pretty, it's nice that it's divided into five different subjects. Actually, some people say there's a number six, which is feeling known, which I feel like that yeah. could kind of be so sad. feeling. Yeah, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I feel like if you don't know your partner and you don't take time to connect on a spiritual level, sometimes in some moments, that's, well, if you're not feeling known, you're not going to know their love language anyway. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> But I, I I do like that it's like divided up and it's just like kind of a, like we said, it's a basic kind of jumping off point and it's a prompt to get to know your significant other deeper. Yes. Which is always a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you don't have a date night idea and you just want to figure it out and be like, wow, that was fun. I know a little bit more about you. Maybe like get a Valentine's Day idea out of it. I don't know. Everything in life, you just have to take with a grain of salt. You have to question a little bit and then don't take it to heart. Just be like, that was fun. What's next? (laughs) I also think that I know kind of we talked about this a little bit, but about not being responsible for your spouse feeling loved in the way they need to want to whatever yeah um i think when people's love languages are not aligned or whatever they're just different it doesn't mean that you're not loving them well you know what i mean it's like Uh say for instance somebody's love language is 
physical touch and you just are touched out and you just don't want to cuddle with your significant other for bed. Okay. And you just want some space. That doesn't mean that you're not like showing them love or meeting them where they're at or where they need to feel loved. I mean, you can still be like hanging out with them, making them a snack and bringing it to them, running a bath for them. I mean that you don't have to be so self-sacrificial, I guess is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that's probably where the negativity comes from is that you're supposed to like sacrifice what you want to do for what your spouse would want from you. Yeah. And it's okay to prioritize yourself Mm -hmm. and show love in the way that you want to right then. Yeah. Are comfortable with. Exactly. You don't have to sacrifice your own feelings to make them feel better. And you shouldn't. No. So it's good to be aware of it, but yeah. But if you're not up for in the moment. Yeah. But that's where, where I could kind of see like the coercive part of it. It's like, it doesn't matter that you don't want to have sex tonight. He does. So <laughs> do you want to show him love or are you going to be a bad divorced? wife? Yeah. yeah, you want a divorce. So of course, there's many moving parts to happy relationships. But anyway, I just want to say that you don't have to set, you don't have to set your own feelings aside just yeah. to sacrifice to make them feel loved 24 yes. seven. But sometimes I, go above and beyond when you have the energy and the motivation yeah. just so they feel extra special. And I think always trust and like if you have a good strong foundation in your relationship that life is a cycle. You're going to have weeks or days that you're going to be like, wow, I could barely like do the dishes and wash my own hair, let alone like do all this stuff for you. But then you're going to have days and weeks where you're like, I want to do this for you. I want to do this for you. I'm going to plan a day. I'm going to get a babysitter. I'm going to do this. And like just knowing that that motivation will come later on, like you're just in a different part of the cycle. Life is just... You uh, can't be 100% with everything in your life every day. I saw this once that said... I'm either going to look good or the kids are going to look good (laughs) or the house is going to look good. I can't be all three. You can choose You pick one or two. Like, that's it because... You can't give all of yourself to every every aspect of your life every day. Especially and that includes when your kids are little. Yes. And it clu- includes your partner because yeah. you are with someone so often every day, day in, day out. Think about single people. Of course, they probably idealize a relationship. And obviously, that's most people's end goal, I would assume. A lot of people, at least. Maybe I shouldn't say that. But I, I would know. say a lot of people picture themselves being with somebody at some Science point. Science does say single ladies have the best life or are the happiest. Yeah, child-free single women. Yeah. It's because they don't have to Clean Honestly, you don't have anybody. to give anybody anything. It is a different life. It's a different life. You're probably very happy. But I don't think that you are fully... I'm going to live that life one day. Not single, but like kid-free. And that sometimes that gets me through the day. Yeah. Someday (laughs) your kids will be grown up and we'll be living our best lives. And I won't be concerned about them calling me. They'll be like, Mom, why don't you pick up your phone? I'll be like, I'm on the beach in the Bahamas. I'm in the Bahamas. (laughs) With my friends. I already raised you. Go away. You're 25. (laughs) Mom, I'm still in the garage, though. (laughs) In an apartment. The code is one, two, three, four. (laughs) Damn it. Yeah, but then all the, if any child-free people are listening to this, um, you just never have to deal with that. You just live your best life the whole time. But hopefully. For your own self. Everybody has their own journey. I could not imagine not having my kids. It's very fulfilling to me, but it is tiring. I'm a tired mother today. 
Yeah, it's been a day. It's been a week. I don't know if there's something in the stars or the water or whatever. But hey Siri, what's what are the planets doing right now? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> it's been a rough. It's been a. I'm only having a one child week. That's okay. <laughs> like, honestly, oh I would love for you to have another baby because then I could hold a baby a lot. But then at the same time, if you don't have any more, we'd just be at the same pace of our little kids and just, know. you know. I know. I'm literally Googling what are the planets doing right now. Really, though, like, Kean's been on one and I'm just like, <sighs> breathe, breathe. Don't <laughs> yell at him. Let me go outside for one minute. My neighbors are like, why is there so much screaming over there? Mercury's not in retrograde anymore. It ended, it ended early January. Well, I'm feeling the vibes from it. I'm still. feeling some something's vibing. Okay. Something okay. is vibing. The weather, I don't know. Well, it is the end. This is technically the end of the year. The true year. Almost. In March. So maybe it's, that's what it is. It's like coming to an end. We're deep into our um, hibernation. Yeah. Do you have... Balls deep. Any mom moments? <laughs> um, well, besides wanting to rip my own hair out. Just kidding. Um, well, Kian has been very independent lately, which has been just great. I love it. Everything takes 10 times longer. But I've been really trying to pick my battles wisely this week. I'm just like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen if if you did this? That's been my question. So I feel, I think it was Sunday. It was a rough day. I was just like, oh my gosh, when's bedtime? Um, he actually took a nap for the first time on the weekend in like seven months, nice. which was amazing. It was so good. He likes to make his own juice. And what we do is we buy like the little powder packets and we put them in water because I feel better about myself. I don't know. I don't know if it actually does anything. I don't know if it's healthier. Who knows? Whatever. That's not the point. He, I've been trying to teach him to just pour like a little bit in because usually out of one packet, we can get like four or five drinks for him. So I usually just pour like a little bit and he wanted to do it. Of course, I was like, and it was a new packet. So I was like, can I just do it? And he's like, no. And I was like, fine, you do you. You know what? I'm not going to fight about this. He's like, yeah, me do me. <laughs> like, like, you know what? I am going to do. I am going to do me. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you do you, buddy. Just oh, keep doing you. If I let my kids use those drink packets, they will put like two packets per water oh bottle. Gosh. And I'm like, you guys, I have a huge, it's not a Stanley. It's like Yeti or some type of brand like that off brand, but the size of a Stanley cup. Yeah. And it's huge. I don't even know what that size is, but one huge. packet, I need to like drink it down and then fill more water. Cause it's so sweet yeah. in that whole thing. Usually I, I personally only use like half a packet of a drink pouch on a regular basis. So like he has this little five ounce cup of water. I'm like, dude, you need like a sprinkle. Like, He's like, I want to chew my juice. I want to chew up the powder. Oh, my gosh. And then today, (laughs) today, oh, my gosh, this morning was awful. It was going good. And then I was like, I I make protein coffee, too. And I was like, okay, I know he's going to want to scoop the protein into my cup for me. So I got the scoop ready. And I was like, okay, buddy, you want to put it in my cup? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, fantastic. 
So he scooped it and he like poured it like a quarter of it outside the cup and it went like on his bagel and it was just like chocolate protein powder. And he was like, I want a new one. It just started like bawling. And I was like, I'm not making you a whole new bagel because you got chocolate protein powder on it. Like that sounds delicious. Just like, try it. Great. Now you you have a protein bagel. Win, win. <laughs> I got him a new plate. He ended up eating it like 10 minutes later. But I was just like, he was literally having a mentee bee about everything this morning. And then Jordan was just like getting ready peacefully. And I was just like, you're like, I'm going to hide. Actually, when I, I was so tired trying to do school with the kids today. And I literally had them just like start working on their workbooks on their own. And I go to sit down and kind of check over their work and start adding, you know, doing some more with them hands on. And then all three of them are like, ma, 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 all, all of them. And Rhea's yelling and they're just like, oh, he took this. Blah, blah. And I'm just like, I, I literally plugged my ears and I'm like, I can't listen to all of you right now. <laughs> I cannot hear you. I can't listen. <laughs> and Freya just, mom, mom. And I'm like, I'm about She's to She's got some on. lungs on her. Girl, yes, she does. We should, we should see if we can get sponsored by Loop. They're like these little earplugs that like. <laughs> yeah. You can hear things, but like it brings down the just decimal. takes the edge off. Yeah. So I really want to buy a pair of those. I've been waiting for some. I just use my but AirPods. If they want to, if they want to sponsor us, sponsor that'd be us, great. Honestly, I would do a thousand ads about it in a heartbeat. I would use them. All I the would time. use them too. I have a mom moment of this week. Um, kind of a different style of one. It was something that happened to me and yeah. how I was feeling versus like a funny story of my I kids. Love it. So my kids don't really get ear infections, but. Saturday night, Rhea lay down. She's almost three. Lay down for bed and she I was in my room. She started screaming in a voice I've never heard for me. Screaming, oh screaming. I run in there and she's like, I'm going to puke. And so I bring her to the bathroom and she throws up. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And she was holding her head and she was like, my head hurts. And I was like, could she have a migraine or something? Yeah. And so I like propped her up and it was a rough night of sleep. Anyway, she woke up fine the next day. So I was like, that was just a weird freak thing. She must have had a headache. And then the next yeah. day around the evening, four o'clock, five o'clock, she started grabbing her ear saying, my ear hurts, my ear hurts. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. She obviously has an ear infection. Yeah. But we just gave her ibuprofen and we were going to take her in in the morning. So of course, I have to bring all three kids, <laughs> go to the doctor. We get in. She has a severe ear infection. It was a whole thing, okay? So we go, we have to go to a different store to get her prescription. And we'd just been like running all over the mor- in the morning. I had two really rough nights of sleep because of the ear infection. Mm-hmm. And then... I get to Target. We have to do a Target grocery order, get our, like, actually shop in the store and then wait for our prescription. It wasn't ready. So I'm wandering around. (sighs) Anyway, long story longer, (laughs) I didn't put my cart away for the first time in my life. I didn't put my cart back in the cart corral. And I put it on the sidewalk. Like, you know, there's like a sidewalk between. Because I was just frazzled. I was like, my hands are full. I have three kids. And I just like was. At the end of your rope. Yes. And I still had to go to one more place, one more errand. And so I don't know, Judah do want something. Um, <laughs> You're just like, yeah. I just told him, yes. I don't know what he <laughs> wants. Um, oh, gosh. Someone's at the door. Is he opening the door for somebody? Judah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We're not home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. She's back. 
Is he back? The door shut. Oh, thank God. Oh, a package is here. I was... <laughs> I literally thought my kid was about to be kidnapped <laughs> live on our podcast. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Oh, no. <laughs> Clutching my pearls. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to stand up, though. <laughs> oh, no. Stop, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not get, get kidnapped my, kidnap my child. Okay. Um. Anyway... <laughs> I left my cart and I feel, I felt horrible. Okay. I always return my cart. Yeah. I walk, I lock my kids in the car and I will walk across the entire freaking Costco parking lot to put my cart back. This one time ever I didn't, I leave it in the sidewalk. It's not like it's in the road or whatever. Yeah. Or like in a parking space. Yes. And this like 21 year old guy walks up and he gives me the dirtiest look and he shakes his head and he takes the cart. He just stares at me and then would have been like looks away and puts the cart back and i was like what fuck you <laughs> i was like i was so pissed Honestly. and i knew i did something wrong i should have put the cart back but like, i know but like i'm like i have three children with me under seven they haven't been sleeping they're sick they're in pain i've been to the doctor i just got groceries i still have to plan a birthday party i was going to the dollar store to get party supplies like i was frazzled and then you're here on a thir- on a monday at 10 a.m with, you're obviously not working. You have with no yourself. kids with you. Like, could you just be like, wow, you, maybe this frazzled mom would like a hand instead of like, I felt guilty like, for two hours. Nah, I, I thought like, about fuck it. Him. I hope he steps on Legos. I hope all the plants that he ever plants dies. And I hope that all of his shirts shrink at the dryer and he <laughs> dyes everything pink. Exactly. I did feel so <laughs> horrible, but like he made me feel like literal trash. No, and it's like, I feel like, oh, you know what's trashy? Littering. You didn't litter, so that's true. You know My kids don't litter. You left a freaking other people's cart litter one time. That I know. guy. I was just like, of course. The one time in my life I did it, I get the dirtiest look and like... You can go choke on a like, choke. I know, honestly. <laughs> oh, why do I want to do a morbid mom minute again? <laughs> morbid mom minute. This is a Wait. morbid mom minute. Okay, but like it can't be like last time. I had to cut it out. There was three adults <laughs> killed in front of their two and four year old Shut in Minnesota last weekend by what? somebody pretending to be a UPS driver. <gasps> That's why I was scared when Judah answered the door. He was like, I think high on fentanyl and he was like trying to rob them. He was dressed as a UPS driver and he killed them all besides the kids. Why are my morbid mom? I want to okay, include. At least it was the adults this time. Thank God. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean not. nothing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, I, the last, last, the last one was way worse it, it was and i shouldn't have even said <laughs> but it this one relates to the podcast and relates to what happened so like at least it was the other one that you said was like out of this universe it came out from nowhere it maybe, was out of hand really maybe if we create a patreon i will release that but like oh my gosh i was devastated when I read that. Oh, I heard it. I didn't read it. Obviously, I saw it on TikTok. And then I was shook when it, they said in a town in Minnesota. I and I was like, are you hands. kidding me? What so town? then Coon Rapids. So I like mm. immediately looked it up. It's and north. I was like. It's way north, right? No. I feel like that's north. I'm going to see how far Coon Rapids is from us. 45 minutes from here. What? Get the f- out. I can't write Coon. <laughs> <laughs> 
47 minutes, bitch. <laughs> I thought it was like five hours. North. I don't know where anything what am I is. Thinking? I don't even know where it is. I just know <laughs> you're like 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Sounds right. But I was like so shook when I was Minnesota. Are you kidding me? And then I was like, why have I not heard about this on the news? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't watch the news. Me either. <laughs> but then I, I read a bunch of articles about it. I read one article. <laughs> article in my entire life i read one article i read in a singular article <laughs> i read the headline <laughs> no but anyway psa don't leave your doors unlocked do not open no. your door to anybody <laughs> don't open your door to a delivery driver don't let your child open the door for a delivery driver <laughs> i was so scared <laughs> i just I, did we recorded it so i probably like <laughs> Pale, just like I thought you were gonna yeet out of here and I couldn't slap the selfie lights in the way. I was, t- <laughs> I was like, Luna, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I don't move. I'm just like in this chair. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, that was so funny. <laughs> I can't look at you. Just, don't look at me. Look you. at the camera. There's actually a camera there. We're so we're so sorry for we're the family. That's devastating. That's awful, and it's double awful that it's only 45 minutes from here. I know. Actually, oh my gosh, I was reading the comments on the video, and one of the women said her husband's a UPS driver, and one day he forgot his UPS driver socks, like labeled UPS. And he was sent home like he needed to wear the full. So I think they're pretty strict about. Yeah. So if you have somebody wearing some fake ass UPS stuff. And honestly, if they knock on the door and they don't go away, like they got a job to do. Ew. They don't want to be. And he yeah. was not a UPS driver. And he I, was a just a creep. Yeah. Psycho. And I honestly feel like UPS drivers are like one knock and then they're like, oh, not home. Bye. I don't even think they knock here. They just throw the boxes. Throw they're like, the they're like, can you. Just order once a week. Can you order once a month? Absolutely not. I said, uh, sorry, Stan. I can't control my impulse buys. Sorry, Stan. I can't control the weather. What I even buy today? Who knows? I've I don't even know what that good. big box was that Judah brought in. Well, we can open it. It can be like Christmas. It's probably Judah's birthday present. Oh. Judah, what do you want for Christmas? Come here. <laughs> what do you Come want here. for Christmas? Come here. You want to be on the podcast? Okay, what do you want? You got to tell Auntie Lindsay what you want for your birthday. Say to the microphone. Transylvania house with all the characters. A Hotel Transylvania house with all the characters. I'll get right on it. I'll build it tonight. <laughs> what else would you want? Money. Money? He said, it's so weird. He said he wants a check written to his parents. Weird. And $100,000. The big one? Yeah. The extra large Whatever check. you can spare. Whatever <laughs> We have $30,000 in equity, so. <laughs> Write that out right now for <laughs> Judah's birthday gift. I'll get him some, a Hotel Transylvania castle with that money and then just keep the remainder. I do have $30. <gasps> That's a lot of money for an almost six-year-old. Yeah. Oh, he's piecing out of here. Okay, bye. bye. LOL. Well, thanks for listening. And remember, don't be average. No, that's not what we say. What do we... What's our sign off? We say na 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 na
they connect. Oh, whoa, whoa, very cool. That's, That's so cool. You're a very talented artist. That's a pterodactyl. Oh, I knew. I, I want you to tell Lindsay your theory about why pterodactyls, why you think pterodactyls were the least or the last dinosaurs to die. Because they didn't um, go off the cliff. Because they could fly. Oh. So if there was a volcano erupting, they could just fly away. So I think that's a pretty legit theory. He's a scientist. And an artist. You're going to rule the world one day. That's a spinosaurus. Nice. Whoa. I like the creepy eyes and teeth. That's his spine. Nice. And the rest of it is the saurus. Yeah. These are tougher than T-Rex. Oh. Spinosaurus is tougher than T-Rex. Duh. Well, thanks for listening. And remember, you can be above average. You can be below average. But just don't, don't be average. I was so sad because the audio last week did not cut the like we were singing and they were like it was like too low it like didn't register you do it again though (laughs) 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 (laughs)